Hello. Welcome to the Arrogant Healthcare Marketing Bastards podcast for the week of August 5, 2013. This is episode 203, and I'm Chris Pavlo, president of Interval, a healthcare marketing firm that puts on the podcast. With us today, Jackie Ritacco. <laughs> Account manager with Interval. Chris is in his smoking jacket with a cigar. (laughs) Robert Prevo, senior account director with Interval. Remember back in the day when you were trying to come up with a different entrance for every entry? Start for every That was too that was too tough. A different way to say hello. We ran out like at episode thirty (laughs) two. That's pretty good. Thirty (laughs) two. I think so. A lot of them still sounded the same though. They did. (laughs) Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> All right, so uh, what are we going to talk about today? Can we find a funnier one, too? Like, we need to find a fun one. Think about a fun one, Jackie, besides the two that we're going to do as far as topics. Okay, but ponder that. Don't forget updates. I'm not going to forget updates. Can we? Okay. What? We'll talk about the Facebook post from that. <laughs> the who? <laughs> That you sent out the other day, the Facebook. No, from BuzzFeed. We're not doing that. <laughs> no, that's funny. inappropriate. Oh, weird. We're never inappropriate. All you have to do is go to BuzzFeed, Fox News, Detroit, and you'll see what we're talking about. All right, <laughs> updates. Uh, Shushman. It's all Shushman. All Shushman all day. That is, as, as of today of this recording, two months away. We can say wow. that now. It's next month. We can say that. Yeah, it's coming Shushman up. Shushman in Chicago next month. Yeah. We're going to be all over that, like, stink on a pig. <laughs> we are pumped for Shishman. We are. <laughs> what? That's so appealing. We are. So how are we going to be there? I'm speaking. speaking. We're broadcasting. Bright and early on Tuesday morning with Melissa Tizon. We're broadcasting this, this very same podcast mm-hmm. throughout the experience. The Shushman experience. Yeah, we're there the whole time. And we're doing the penultimate event, branding at the bar, or the ultimate event, mm-hmm. which reminds me of Larry Asher. Shout out to Larry Asher. He's the one that helped me understand that penultimate is not the ultimate, which I knew, but he reminded me of. I don't even know what you're talking and about. And whom I saw in Seattle last week and who took me to a Seattle, twi- a Seattle Mariners-Minnesota Twins game. Oh, that's right. That's cool. Fantastic time. So cool. thank you, Larry. Uh, any other updates? Do you want to announce when Branding at the Bar is? Go ahead. It will be Monday, September 30th from 6.30 to 8.30. Question mark. Question mark. <laughs> or whenever the party dies, which will be never. <laughs> never, yo. Well, it can't go too long because I speak first thing the next morning. That's bad timing. Oh, boo. That's we, bad timing. We always have bad timing for... You have to quit Do speaking. We? Between, between that little triad of events, Chris speaking, branding at the bar, and broadcasting, we're kind of bringing the spice to Shishmid this year. We are. You know? Tune to the spice. Yeah. We're bringing the stink to the pig. <laughs> no. <laughs> what kind of spice are we bringing? Cayenne. Or the, the cayenne, cayenne pepper? pepper on your Shushmid burrito. Nice. <laughs> there Sounds you go. Delicious. There's your podcast title, Shushmid burrito. <laughs> Yum. All right, well, let's get to it. Now that we've shaken off all the people that thought they wanted to learn something and they've left already. Uh, okay, so let's, let's get serious. Can we get serious? I've had too much caffeine to be serious. We need to get serious. We'll try. Though. 
So we just published the fourth and final article in our series on content marketing. So you can find that uh, in our blog uh, on our website. We'll provide a link to that. It is called Connecting Content Marketing to Business Goals. And so this series has been all about how you should and can leverage content marketing in a strategic way in your hospital and health system marketing efforts. We okay over there? I found my funny thing. Okay, good. Sorry, continue. Uh, that's all right. You kind of spazzed over there. I thought you were going to fall out of your chair or something. I'm like, is Jackie okay? okay. Um, so this article is really about, well, first of all, it starts with one of the most frustrating things that I've experienced over the past two years, what we call the old versus new double standard, right? And so many mm-hmm. of you listening to this may have experienced that. Uh, unfortunately, it comes from marketing leaders as much as it comes from other people. But usually... Um, it comes up when you are attempting to spend significant money or tie a significant effort to content marketing. And folks will push you for results, which, of course, we love that. What's frustrating about it, what's a double standard about it, is oftentimes what they're pushing for are things that they've never, ever questioned before when you've spent far more money on far less effective and Redick efforts like gigantic mass media campaigns where you spend $2 million in eight weeks for TV spots that say we care more. And funny, <laughs> nobody wants to know how that is directly tied to business results. And But then all of a sudden you run content marketing and you use digital and risk assessments and pay-per-click and you got all this great data and they're like, well, this data is good, but how do we really tie this to our business results? And you just want to go, you don't have any of this data with your other stuff. Right. It's very frustrating. It is. So much of it seems to be tied to what people see, which is unfortunate, you know, if, you know, it, whether so it's true. effective or not, you know, maybe it may not matter, but if they're seeing billboards, some people makes them feel good. So, mm-hmm. right. You know. So I think, I think the reason behind this is because content marketing and this, and the, What's behind all that is new to a lot of people. And so there's always a hurdle for people to kind of be able to grasp onto and accept new things. And so when you're held to a higher standard for proving something, a lot of times it's because people aren't comfortable with what it is. They're not familiar with it. And so, uh, but the good news is that's exactly what you want them to ask because content marketing offers you so many ways to measure what you're doing. So many more ways, typically, and better ways than a traditional, especially traditional promotional mass advertising type of deal. So, of course, it's all about engaging people. Uh, That's the trick with most promotional efforts. Yes, you know, if you're talking about that you care uh, and you've got billboards and TV spots everywhere espousing that, you probably are providing some kind of phone number for people that are looking for surgery today or a new doctor. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we all know that that's like, a sliver of the population, and there's nothing for anybody else to respond to. So content marketing done well actually allows you to uh, engage folks far beyond those that are trying to get into your hospital today uh, through screenings, online risk assessments, wellness apps, seminars, webinars, tweet chats, the list goes on and on. Uh, And the beauty of that engagement is, A, you're now connecting with them, whereas B, you or before you weren't. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're building your brand with them. You're providing them resources that they find valuable. Hopefully they will turn to you when they do need care. But you're also, through engagement, able to 
convert them to people that you know and then track them and tie that back to uh, clinical utilization down the road. So if somebody comes and signs up to use your wellness app uh, and they're not currently a patient, but they show up a year or two later as a patient, you're more likely to be able to tie that back to your marketing efforts and take credit for that business. Yeah, focusing on engagement is such a huge step in the right direction when you think of comparing that to awareness and you know awareness is fine but you know what does that get you at the end of the day you know potentially nothing uh, but if you can get people to do something you're starting to build a relationship um, and you know if you if you engage them um, you're going to get the awareness so it's it's really important to focus on that right and i like to joke that you can get awareness by conducting wrong side surgery <laughs> right you can get awareness by all kinds of ugly means bad awareness right I mean, obviously, we're talk- people want to drive positive perceptions and mind share and all that. But, you know, the whole premise of Joe Public doesn't care about your hospitals. It's very expensive to get people to notice you to, for them to increase their awareness or certainly change the perception if they're not mm-hmm. looking to use you in your services. Right. Why am I going to give you any of my time if that's the case? So this article explains how to do that. Um, talks about different metrics you can use, talks about measuring things at what we call the aggregate level. So in general, what is your content marketing doing? Um, and like web analytics, uh, conversions, uh, other metrics like how many people call the helpline, how many people uh, watch the video, that type of thing. But more importantly, getting down to that individual level, identifying who people are through engagement and then tracking their clinical utilization and figuring out a way to take credit for that. And that is the true business goal of what you're here to do in marketing is to support the success of your organization. And and for most of you, that is driving in more patients of the right kind. So being able to to track it all the way through is the key. Mm -hmm. Amen. We we have a picture of secret sauce in there. I know. Actually, it kind of looks like ketchup, but... I don't know. Maybe. Looks a little spicier, a little spicy ketchup, maybe. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a cayenne right. elixir. It is. <laughs> so that's probably enough said about that, don't you think? Yeah, but but definitely check it out. This mm-hmm. is uh, all four articles are fantastic, but but this is the payoff. So check it out. Right, and um, I was just going to say, scope it out, wheeze, and then challenge <laughs> our audience to figure out what movie that's from. So scope it out, wheeze. You know now. That's true. I had it wrong first. All right. Let's go to a contribution from a listener and friend, Tom Tyner, who sent an article to the bastards uh, from Harvard Business Review. And we'll provide a link to that. It's actually from yesterday. And it's called, If You Want to Raise Prices, Tell a Better Story. And it actually talks about an experiment that was done. And now the people that ran the experiment... um, wrote a book based on it. Uh, but basically the, the guy who had this idea was like, you know what he basically was kind of pondering the world and saying, why, why can one company charge, you know, $400 for a pair of shoes and another company can only charge eight. And, you know, why is this piece of art worth, you know, a million dollars and this piece of art worth nothing. Right. And so his premise was, this, it, it's not the it's not the product or the object. It's the context around it that gives us its sure. value, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that's a good way to think about it. When you think about two pieces of art that are exact same size, the exact same amount of paint, 
it's not about the material what's in there. It's the context around it. Mm -hmm. So in one case, the context could be the artist is Picasso, who's world-renowned and famous and in high demand, and the other one is me and nobody knows me and who would pay for my art, right? <laughs> so he ran an experiment um, just to see whether this held up. And so what he did was he bought uh, a bunch of worthless junk at a thrift shop. So, for example, he bought um, a wooden mallet, a lost hotel room key, which why would that be in a thrift shop? <laughs> a plastic banana, right? He spent no more than $1 to $4 for each of these. <clears throat> and so then he put them on eBay. And we have a little in-office controversy about this part. But <laughs> he put it on eBay. But before he did, he had professional writers craft some kind of story around the item. Oh, sure, yeah. Like the plastic banana was, you know, like when I was a kid, I used to hate bananas, and then my mom used to put a plastic banana on the table, and I started to play with it, and eventually I tried a banana. Something like that. That's not the story, but something like that. <laughs> so there's some context to it, right? And what he found was um, the value of the objects, so people would buy the stuff on eBay, rose on average 2,700%. So, for example, a miniature jar of mayonnaise he had purchased for less than a dollar sold for fifty-one dollars. Just are you saying just because of it has a story behind it, because or because there's a story the context it. also has to do with this person describing the quality? Is just a right. story. It's just a story. Okay. There's just a story behind it. Oh, interesting. A cracked ceramic horse head purchased for a dollar twenty-nine sold for forty-six dollars. So, hmm. what I think is interesting about this is essentially to me that's brand. You've created falsely right. some kind of brand behind this. Now, brand can mean a lot of things, um, but powerful brands, I think, in, in many ways, are a, there's a story behind it that can be told. Um, and there can but, be other things to, to brands. It can be about innovation <clears throat> or design or cost and that type of thing. But, um, but I don't know. I just think it's, it's very powerful. But usually isn't a brand like a story over time? I yes, mean, I, I find it very. It. I find it very interesting that these people read one story about one meaningless product, and they all of a sudden, you know. But as far as worth. they know, that is a story over time. That's true. Now, I think what you're but, saying is the brand has not been built with them over time. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I think it's interesting too. You mentioned quality, Jack, and I think that's a huge piece. You know, they in this article they mentioned that you know a can opener is a can opener until it's uh, you know Michael Graves limited edition can opener that's in the <laughs> Modern Museum of Art. And I think if you're if you if that's part of the story, then you're also you're you're it's it's partially brand, but you're also speaking to quality too. Yeah, so true. I think that you might say, oh, you know, that's a that's an awesome can opener that's gonna you know be great compared to a something you get at the dollar store that may not open. I can very well or last mm -hmm. very well. What happens though if that falls that. apart because Michael Graves stuff is crap? <laughs> Have you ever bought Michael Graves stuff from Target? It's worthless. I, we bought a, plun a Michael Graves plunger. It just folds in on itself. A Michael Graves broom. <laughs> you sure that's not your problem? <laughs> I'm not sure where that's going. A Michael Graves broom where the head comes off the pole all the time. You apply any pressure, it just pops right off. <laughs> So there is it's funny because right. maybe you think that going in. I mean obviously they're not they're not selling Michael Gray's brand based on the quality, it's based on the style. Mm -hmm. But to me that's a great example where form didn't follow function because the function sucked. And I don't know if that went across a lot of different Michael Gray stuff, but it was bad. Bad. Right. But I think in this experiment, it's, you know, if the story is completely, you know, BS and it's making it out to be something 
that does speak to quality um, that it's not, then that, yeah. you know, we were having a little discussion earlier that, well, that's just misleading, you know. Mm-hmm. But to your point, it is about the brand because as you tell a story, people connect to that in some way and, and place a value on it. Whether that's it's exactly quality, it. Whether it's quality, whether it's how it makes you feel, um, whether you think it's cool, whether it looks good, you know, what have you. And that's what it says here. It says, suddenly these objects are part of an inspiring narrative, one that I can use to reveal something meaningful about myself to others. So people personalize that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're willing to pay more for that. Obviously, right. That's intriguing. It is intriguing. I love this kind of stuff, though. The psychology of pricing is amazing. And um, Tom's question was: He said, "You know, everything they're talking about are objects, products, or whatever. Do you think it applies to service?" And I think it absolutely applies mm-hmm. to service. You oh, think definitely. about doctors that could could charge more because of their reputation, or um, even what we do, agencies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it. If there's a compelling story behind something then it can help lead to price power. You yeah, know, definitely. I think another example, healthcare-related, would be, you know, how Mayo does their executive physicals. Right. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. not familiar with what that kind of, um, that all entails, but right. odds are it's pretty fairly similar to a lot of physicals that you might get, probably amped up a little bit. But I think there's that brand association that I'm going to the best, and if you're an executive, you, you can afford it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've... I've had discussions with people that have said, oh, I go to Mayo for my stuff. Right. And, you know, is there is there actual, you know, better care in a physical? Maybe. But I think a huge part of why you would do that is brand. Yeah. Oh, totally. I think that's different than if you're going to have a surgery at Mayo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. So, very cool. I love, like I said, I love this kind of stuff. I love um, the experiments that show people when presented like with a $100 bottle of wine and a $10 bottle of wine, they're asked to rate the wine flavor-wise that mm-hmm. overwhelmingly people like the more expensive one. And they've done experiments where it's the same damn wine mm-hmm. in the bottle, but it's packaged different. And then mm-hmm. people, it's yeah. just, just how the mind works. This is not about reality. It's perception and it's how you define value. And Same with, they do that with vodkas too. Yeah, totally. And it's amazing, especially the difference in pricing on vodkas and mm-hmm. how the assumedly crappier ones are actually the higher rated ones and those blind taste tests and yeah right or like mcdonald's always beats starbucks coffee oh in, really in i didn't know that one tests. yeah but again starbucks is not has not built their they didn't build their brand on the taste of their coffee mm-hmm. they built it on the, the experience you get when you go that's there. true but still all right mm-hmm. that's a fun one all right you got one more fun one i have well i've thought well, of two well <laughs> So, one I didn't know if you wanted to mention, and that was our most recent weekly probe edition, or at least tell people to oh, check yes. it out. Mm-hmm. Well, and I then don't know who does a weekly probe, but I don't know either. <laughs> we follow it very closely. Pretty funny, though. Yeah, so it's the perverse what's it called again? What's the, the actual segment called? Oh, hospital lingo. Learn your lingo. Learn your lingo. That's right. So it's a new segment on the weekly probe. Um, and they they tackle accountable care organizations. And there's some stuff you'll learn in there that I bet you didn't know mm-hmm. about how to use accountable care organization in a conversation. So mm-hmm. we, we encourage you to check that out. We will provide a um, link to that. A valuable new section given all the lingo that is in our industry. Yes. You know, we're just trying to help. 
We are. One, one, uh, the weekly probe is trying to help. <laughs> the weekly probe you is trying are, to help. You guys did such a <laughs> terrible job of holding out the facade. <laughs> we can't help it. I know. People on that podcast know. They know what's going down. Changing the world one acronym at a time. That's right. So do we have time for our other funny one? Yeah, and you know what? We have to remind Adam. I bet he could plug that into the podcast. Since it's audio-based. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. You don't need to see the video necessarily. The video helps, but Mm -hmm. I think you'll you'll get the value out of it. Mm -hmm. So we'll see if you can plug it in there. All right, so the other thing I have is actually something that Katie sent out earlier this week, I think, um, to our team. Chris, I don't know if you saw it or responded to it, but it's an ad. It's actually, I think, like a two-minute ad, I want to say. Um, and it's called the Camp Gyno. Oh, I did not like that. <laughs> really? Uh, I didn't no, either. I I didn't think it was funny. Uh, it was a little little bit disturbing. <laughs> it was disturbing, but I can I can always get down with disturbing. But I just felt like it was like it could have been done a little better. Like the the girl was overacting or too much or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just mm-hmm. it just was just kind of like the premise was funny, but then does that it really just happen? Went on. So is that based on like reality? Like there's girls like that? No, but then do you know the service it was tied to? Well, I assume it was some kind of tampon manufacturer. Tampon delivery service. Hmm. It's called Hello Flow. I I, I got the Hello Flow, mm-hmm. but the I was tampon delivery. What do you like? It's like nine one one kind of thing. It says make sure your daughter is prepared for her first period. Our period starter kit comes with everything she'll need to get through that first cycle, plus some extra gifts to ease the transition. Okay, so but that's not their product, right? So that's just their way of attracting people to their product. So I think you pick a plan here, like a delivery plan. What? what, That's ridiculous. That's the company. It's a specific company. Yeah. Delivery service. Hello Flow. So they have a low flow option, a medium flow option, and a heavy flow option. So my here's we my haven't point. even explained the video. I understand the, the kit. That's a great idea, and I understand the creative, which is which is annoying to me. Um, I also understand their logo looks like Wendy's, but their product, what they're selling, is tampon delivery. It is, yes. So each month you'll get the right amount of light and regular tampons for your cycle, a handful of always pads for the night. Some panty liners, some delicious treats. <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. Delicious so, treat. Well, I don't understand. Why is there a service just to deliver this? I don't know. Because you don't people, go to Target once a week or every other week? You I don't can't. know. There's a stigma sometimes. Maybe maybe dads don't. Maybe there's a single father out there who doesn't want to have to deal with going to Target. And so he'd sign his daughter up for this. I don't know. Well, but I don't think it's just for the daughter, is it? Well, it's well, for that kids that was. are going through mm-hmm. that first. It is. Yeah. So, so it's a very short-term product. Then, what are you gonna are you gonna sign up for it for like once? No, you sign up for it, and it, you get this little care package every mm-hmm. month during your cycle. For how long? <laughs> are you paying fifteen dollars a month for this service? If it's for kids that are just starting out, a month, three months, six months? I don't know. Maybe yeah, a few sure. years. I mean, I'm, I, I too kind of question the value of the service and how many people are actually going to use it. It's well done. It's very well branded, and the website's yeah. cool. But I did think, I, so the ad was, it's kind of funny. It was a little long, I agree with you, maybe yeah. overacted, but it was kind of funny, just the language this girl uses. Yeah. She's like the, the camp gyno counselor, kind of, because she was, had her period first. There was something about this, you know, 
11, 12 year old girl, whatever age she is. Some of, some of her language is a little like, Crass. Oh, yeah, really. <laughs> and so I, I shared this video with some friends at a happy hour the other night. Um, two women who have daughters and about this age and they were so not impressed. They're like, Oh my God, not interested. This is the service this of is, the ad. You know, they, yeah. they couldn't even get past it. The, the ad was such a turnoff. They're like, Ugh, no, that's, no, it's it's a turnoff <laughs> because the girl is so obnoxious. Mm-hmm. I think that the premise of the ad is funny, mm-hmm. but she's so obnoxious. It, it it just I can't get past her. She's so annoying. Yeah, and it's kind of drawn out. Yeah, I agree. It is a little a little long too. Mm-hmm. I think like I said, the idea and the campaign is pretty pretty cool and creative. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> you, the story. One day, after yet another lunchtime run to the drugstore for an emergency box of tampons, I decided there had to be a better way to manage my period. Really? Really? I mean, could you say that about anything in the world? <laughs> right? Well. I mean, I, I'm not a woman, so i got to be careful when I speak to this stuff. But that sounds like somebody who has a scattered brain that doesn't think ahead enough to get what she needs. But it happens. I mean, I'm sure it happens. And I, I but do. how's a delivery service going to help that? Well, because tell then, me the difference between a delivery service and just buying them on a regular basis. Well, cause she said, you know, like, like she says in her story, just knowing that you're going to have these delivered on time every month. So you don't have to remember to go get them or the example she uses where she has to walk in with a see-through plastic bag at work with tampons in them. And it's not, I mean, it's not so much embarrassing anymore, I don't think, but there is still just the inconvenience sometimes of it all. So, all right. Well, good luck to her. I don't know enough about this issue, so I should stop talking about it clearly. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, I would, I would struggle to pay this to use a service like this. I myself would prefer to probably just suck it up and go to Target, but, you know, I mean, maybe there are folks who find value in this. Maybe, maybe. I mean, maybe there's enough. Regardless, it's an in, it's an tampons, interesting... pads, and candy delivered right to your door. <laughs> I get the candy's kind of cute. I mean, the, you have to see the website. I mean, it's mm-hmm. beautifully packaged, right? Um, yeah, they did. A good and job. maybe it's a cool idea. Maybe I'm just totally wrong, but I mean, I, what I like about it is it brings some basic convenience to needing this product. I mean, it's mm-hmm. kind of like the Dollar Shave Club. Yeah, I mean, which also I don't get. <laughs> the Dollar Shave Club, they send you razor blades. Yep. So, yeah. So have you, you never have ran remember. out of razor blades? No, never. I'm 45 <laughs> years old. Never. Because really? you know why? When I get to my last little cartridge, I buy some more. And I'm not Mr. Organized. I'm not like, I, and if I well, ran out I of razor blades, what would happen to me? It's different than menstrual period i mean you got to deal with that right so i go on shaving a day i mean i don't need this delivered to my door and it's just straight razor blades isn't it it's not even cartridges for yeah you can get i think you can get uh you mean like refillables yeah or... like i just buy like the cartridges you yeah. pop on the end right. i don't buy like actual razor blades uh, i don't know i've never used i haven't used it so but i think you can get a variety of I don't think it's just disposables. I just really think these programs are for the people who don't want to have to worry about it. I mean, it's yeah. it is probably for laziness or just <laughs> people who are stop and think for a second. If you're that person, how many of these things are you signing up for? Well, I mean, are you honestly like my life is awesome, but I keep forgetting my razor blades? That's the only thing you got a problem with. 
if you if you have a problem remembering to buy razor blades, you also have a problem remembering to buy toilet paper, shampoo. The list is probably a hundred long. So are and you going to sign up for Shampoo of the Month Club and <sighs> Razor Maybe. the Dollar Razor Club and Hello Flow? And so so are you? Are, so are you also anti grocery delivery? Then? Yeah. No, my but God, that's I, everything. That's different. That's everything. That's not one thing. That's where I'm stuck. I'm stuck with the one thing. Especially with razor blades. I mean, I still don't get why you would need a service to deliver you tampons. But from their blog, I shall read, if men were the ones who got periods, tampons would be thrown free from floats like Mardi Gras beads. (laughs) So, again, I'm obviously not qualified to speak on this subject. So I I, I can't speak. I can speak to the the dollar razor club. This is about convenience. I mean, I... I wouldn't sign up for it, but yeah. I get it. It's like, oh, you know what? I sign up for this every month. I get my razor blades. I don't have to. <laughs> you don't have to worry about getting <laughs> razor blades. Yeah. You don't have to One take the time products. it takes to write razor blade on your target list. Because yeah. that's a big. I can I can uh, see where that would be a convenience. I, and their, I, I and their marketing draws you in. It's funny stuff. It's ridiculous. Especially if you're like a no, hairy, their marketing's funny. Especially if you're a hairy dude and you need like. To shave frequently, and then you just don't have to worry about it. You just know it's coming to you. To I think there you know. are guys that do shave every day and have a straight razor. Oh, my dad, and, yeah. And and maybe that person, mm-hmm. but not your casual dude. Most of them have electric. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I just find it fun. I mean, let's come up with some other ideas. If you guys think this is awesome, what else can we do? Endless. Well, what else? What do you need? What can you, Kleenex of the Month Club. Let's get that going. <laughs> To your point, though, you could pretty much snot do it shot. For we'll every... call it snot shot. <laughs> do you want? Do you want? You know, lotion infested Kleenex. Do you want Puffs Plus? What do you want? Snot shot. Only like a five dollars a month, and we'll send you whatever Kleenex you want. Because you know what? You don't want to be stuck at home going, "Damn, I'm out of Kleenex," and I don't want to run to the store because that's awkward. And you can see the CBS. My nose is like running door. down my face. If only I had signed up for a club ahead of time that would deliver me Kleenex. Because I forget that all the time. But how many people get caught up in like the kitsch and kind of the, the how cute this is? I mean, it's convenient, yeah. but it's also, I mean, yeah, they're and, advertising. Until you're paying $15 a month. I know, but some people just, that's fine. Uh, all right. Well, kudos to them. I think the Dollar well, we'll Shave see. Club is also, it's literally really cheap, too. Because razor blades are expensive. <laughs> how can they convey that better? How can they convey <laughs> this is a cheap service? What could they call themselves? But if you buy, but if you buy, if since Chris has never gone without razor blades, if you buy a cartridge, they're like twenty five bucks. Well, I mean, no I doubt think, that so I think I buy it saves like, you money and it gives you convenience. I buy like oh yeah, saving but money. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm not assuming that you get the same twenty five dollar cartridge set for a dollar. I'm assuming you get razor blades. That's how they promote it, not cartridges. I say razor blades. What else? We got snot shot. What else can we come up with? <laughs> what else do we run out of? Deodorant? God, that's a good one. Right? What would you call that? Yeah, but that's, unpredict- that's unpredictable. Like shaving and your menstrual cycle. How is, is shaving any more unpredictable? They've than, got your 4X cartridge. Deodorant. Just what? checked it out. So you can get cartridges. You can get okay. the triple X, that's the 4X. Awesome. That's awesome. So now I won't add those to my target list. I will think of them separately. Here, I'll sign you up real quick. Don't worry. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> we need to come up with another one. We got snot shot and what was the one? Deodorant. Deodorant is the same as shaving. No, but you can anticipate when that's when you're 
shavers are going to run oh. out or your razors. Most people I know don't go through one blade and toss it. It's not like one a day. You can get the well, 4X for $6 a month, four cartridges. That's over. That's, that's, that's brilliant. That's half price. That's Free amazing. Shipping. That's so, there you go. There's your, there's your reason Plus to shipping. sign up. <laughs> I don't believe it. How do they make money? Don't tell me volume. Good deal. That's, I don't I don't, know. How, do they, how do they make money? You could probably do that with any personal product out there. Or That's what I'm saying. Package everything. Deodorant, contact lens solution. Oh, um, that'd be a shampoo, soap. Let's see, just keep it on. What about salt? You run out of salt like once every six months. <laughs> salt of the year club. So every year you get a shaker of salt when you run out of that, right? Eggs. You, see, Come on, what's the name for that? I Pen-packed? feel like you came up with a better one though. Contact lens solution. You run out of that and you are. Hosed. But but I guess my point with that is I don't understand how delivery helps you with that. What if it comes late? What if you're sitting there waiting for your delivery to come and you're out of contact lens solution? Well, you schedule well, According it to this, a, it doesn't. On a schedule in which you're, it arrives before your last one runs out. And, and somehow, magically, it knows when my last well, one runs out? Well, you would out? set that. Well, how do you set it? It's not the same every time. I don't your use contact? the exact same amount of contact <laughs> solution every day so I can like divide the, vol- the oh, come fluid on. ounces you can, you by... Can. You can you can predict the day when your contact lens solution is going to run out. You, you don't use the do like same general off. amount of solution on a daily basis. Yeah, but but it could be a day off. What if it's a day off? I'm hosed. <laughs> Sitting there waiting for the UPS truck. This is hilarious. I've got my razors. I've got my tampons. Where's my contact lens solution? <laughs> All right, we better end this because oh, we've ranted yeah. way too long. I think we've lost everyone. Listeners, weigh in. We need to hear from you. Yeah, yes. I'm curious if ever, anyone uses services like this. I'm sure they do, and I've disparaged them. Chris is so anti-service industry. I know. No, and I have Wine of the entre- Month Club. Oh, because you're going to get to that Friday night <laughs> and all your wines. I can't <laughs> run to the liquor store. It's, it's all about priorities, I think. <laughs> That's so true, Robert. Can't run to the liquor no. store. Can't it's get off my lazy boy. What am I going to do? <laughs> Drink some water? See, in my own defense, it's getting wine that you can't get at the liquor store. Sure. It is. You fan- Look at this fancy boy. This maybe, fancy wine. maybe there are tampons that are so unique. <laughs> Michael Graves designed tampons. That oh, those you can those, those wouldn't work. Online. We've already established <laughs> that. We have to go or we're really going to be in trouble. Yeah. All right. So for <laughs> Arrogant Healthcare... Marketing Bastards, this is Chris Pavlo. Jackie Ritaco. Robert Prevo. Thanks Sorry about us. that. Yeah. <laughs>